you're listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I have Holly here, who I'm so excited to chat with because she has built her super successful multifaceted business, which I also want to talk about, um, on a super part-time schedule, which I don't know about you, but is I'm like all about that. And it's exciting. And I love to hear any hacks and productivity techniques and tips that um, can keep our time under control. Um, and so I'm excited to chat with Holly about that today. She helps female entrepreneurs take back control of their time with proven productivity techniques, systems, and structure to create a strategy that scales long-term. So Holly has a podcast of her own called Crush the Rush Podcast. Definitely check that out. Um, she's been featured on Entrepreneur, on Thrive, and has a 20-year business consulting background with Fortune 500 companies. So you've got your coaching business, Crush the Rush Planner Company, the podcast, um, and you have twin daughters and you're doing all of the things. So I'm happy you're here. And tell us more about how you got started, your background and, and all the things. Yeah, thank you so much. I know right before this, we were like talking about bunk beds. So I have twin yes. daughters who are eight. Um, they were six when I started this uh, sort of entrepreneurship journey as it looks like today. I actually got my start about six years ago um, in network marketing, but it looked very different. Um, so let's see, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I have a 22 year uh, corporate strategic consulting background, which basically just means that people would hire me to come in and solve really complex problems and help employees stay focused on really big projects. Um, so I like to organize things and I like to create like future facing roadmaps. So like, you know mm. what you're working towards. So after I had my twins, I sort of got introduced to network marketing in a very like, I mean, it, everyone expects this like magical story. And it was like, well, it kind of just happened because um, I was just trying to get healthy. And long story short, health coaching was not my thing. Um, I would rather sit on the couch and watch Real Housewives and eat popcorn and <laughs> teach people um, what workouts to do. But it did introduce me to entrepreneurship as I know it now. Um, and so I decided in January of 2020 that I, I knew I wanted to do something different. I didn't know what it looked like. I was getting burnt out in what I was currently doing. And so I gave myself a year challenge. So I'm an Enneagram three. I like to have like checklists and I don't like not knowing what's coming. And so I was like, well, I'll just give myself a one year challenge to create this new business. And if it doesn't work out in a year, cause I felt like a year was like a decent amount of time, then I'll stop. Like I'll stop this whole thing. Uh, little did I know that the pandemic came like literally two months into this year challenge. Uh, in fact, it actually came the very same day. So 
not knowing what I wanted to do, I was like, I'm going to create a podcast. Like that will help me like hone in on my message. I like talking. Uh, I like community. Like this seems like a good platform. So I'm going to focus on this. The day the podcast came out was like the day the first case of COVID hit the United States. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting pivot. Like what, like, can I really talk about time blocking when literally the world is shutting down? Like people don't care about this. Um, But what happened was, is people did pay attention because they were like, well, how are you running a business? And now at the time we were homeschooling two kindergartners and my day job was now at home. And so people did pay attention because we were trying our best to sort Mm -hmm. of get through all the things. And so I just very organically shared like what we were doing and how we were doing it. And I used the podcast as a platform to find out what my clients were most interested in learning uh, and then created courses and planners and all the things sort of after that, sort of after the fact. Um, But that's how we got started. So we're two and a half years in. Uh, I actually left my corporate job in December of 2021. So fresh. Yeah, it's super recent, like six weeks in almost. Um, So it's been a little bit of a wild ride, but I think a lot of it has to do with just, you know, listening to what people are asking for. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. And I do want to talk more about listening to your audience and using them as a resource for um, creating inside of your own business, whether that's products or services or, you know, content. But to back up really quick, um, are you, have you always been like super organized in your life outside of work and business? Like I tend to think like people with multiples, like have to be like organized regardless. But I just wonder in like your regular life, are you like a list person and like everything's planned and like, what's that like? Yeah. I mean, I was the kid in sixth grade that like color coded their homework with like different colors, Mm -hmm. like history was one color. So I would say, yes, um, I was, we're definitely pretty organized. And I actually had people tell me like, cause twins were a surprise for us. Like we didn't know that like twins was possible really. And everyone's like, well, of course you had twins. Cause it's the most efficient way to have two children at one time. So yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that we're a very organized family in general, uh, which can be both positive and negative, but yeah, that's definitely my personality. Yeah. Okay, good. I like to know that sometimes. And I like to, to point that out because, you know, the, probably your planner and those types of things, which we'll talk about really kind of help people who maybe don't have that like innate, like mm-hmm. knack for always having things like planned out or organized and someone like me, like I think of my, I always use myself as examples in these podcasts, which I'm not (laughs) sure is like annoying or just the way it goes, but I like it. I think people relate to stories, right? I'm like, anyway, this is me. I'm a, uh, not a super duper planned out, like too far ahead or like quote unquote organized person in my regular life. But I do try to incorporate a lot more of that in my business and I do struggle with it. Like it is because it doesn't necessarily come natural to me and I don't exactly know why, but it, I don't know. It doesn't. So I'm always looking for like all the resources, all the things, the planners, the lists, like all the things that can help support me and like keep me afloat 
um, when I'm like treading water in the world of like business. And I think, I think there's like a part of you like have to be a certain way. Like you have to be like at least a little bit organized and <laughs> planny in your business. Otherwise you l- lose consistency. And for me, from like a branding perspective, I'm like consistency is the most important thing that we can do. Like I think businesses fail to thrive because they, they are not consistent and they mm-hmm. don't have like that, uh, schedule that they're on, you know, and not even their day-to-day schedule, like their content creation or when they're launching things or whatever it is. Right. So can we talk a little bit about, um, the different things that you have in your business and, um, what, what has it looked like for you to have twins, to be homeschooling, to start this business? And what, what did your, literally like your schedule look like? Yeah. So it's interesting because my favorite quote, which I say all the time on on my podcast is consistency trumps talent every single time. You don't have to be the best at the game. You have to to stay in it. And so for me, I knew there were two things going into this like challenge. One, I had to keep it so simple because as soon as you layer in like all the complexities and like trying to do 12 different things, like you can't, there's no way that I could like work full time, do all the mom stuff. Like it was just impossible. So I was like, I have to keep it really simple and I have to stay very focused. Like I have to create some really big boundaries. And in that first year, it was saying no to a lot of things. And I know this isn't like a secret, like sauce kind of message, but most people don't say no to things. Right. So when it came to like taking my kids to, they were like in girl scouts or whatever, I would tell my husband like, Hey, can you take them to girl scouts? Cause that's an hour and a half that I could like work on something. Um, so we were just very intentional about what we were saying yes to, And it was either a hundred percent. Yes. Like this is the right thing for our family or the business, or it was a no. And it felt like super awkward at the beginning. Cause I was like, well, yeah, I want to go to like, well, in the time of the pandemic pandemic, like in the height of it, you couldn't really go anywhere, but it was like the perfect scenario. It was actually like productive. (laughs) Yeah. But like my neighbors, we live on this like cul-de-sac. It would be like two o'clock in the afternoon and they'd all be out like drinking white claw, like in this like little area. And I'm like, okay, Holly, like you got to focus for an hour and a half and then you can go outside. So it was a lot of like what to say yes to. Um, but I would say in terms of what my schedule looked like, I mean, my corporate job at the time was very intense and I was leading a pretty large team. So, I mean, I was on corporate meetings. I mean, there were days where I would have 15 zoom calls a day, like people don't, people didn't know like how to, have like zoom etiquette and like zoom fatigue, like none of these words are like floating around yet. Um, so I would intentionally work like first thing in the morning. So I would get up in my business hours every single day where Monday through Friday, usually six to seven 30 AM. And I would intentionally do whatever I need to do. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I did that. Um, and then the thing that I layered on top, which was super helpful for me was making sure that I had some sort of like creative session that was more than an hour. Cause we could get a lot done in 20 or 30 minutes, right? Like you could knock out a podcast interview. You can write some content, but at some point in the week, you need a longer period of work time without interruption. 
for me, that was Saturday morning. So like to this day, it's my favorite time because no one bothers me. No one's on social media at 5 30 AM on a Saturday. So I would get up and work usually two hours, um, on Saturday mornings. And then on Sundays I would give myself a break, um, and use an hour of planning. So if you map it out, it's about eight to 10 hours a week, right? So it's like an hour to an hour and a half, Monday through Friday, two hours on Saturday, one hour on Sunday. That was my base. Like I had to consistently show up and do that every single week. Um, usually Saturday morning in the morning, like you were getting up early to do this before the girls were up and school and all the things. Yeah. And I still do it. I mean, I'm a morning person. Let me put it this way. I don't like getting up at 5.00 AM, but I like how I feel when I get up and get things done. So I'm definitely not a night person. And we were talking, you were talking about like different tools and things like if you're not a morning person, like don't try this schedule, like flip it and do it at night. Like maybe you're an evening person and you do better at nine o'clock at night, like when your kids are in bed. So, you know, schedule your hour work session then. So it's really listening to like what works for you, but then being like ridiculously consistent. Like I still to this day, I probably have only missed that schedule like once or twice and we're like two and a half years in. Um, so I feel like that build some momentum. And then the other thing that I layered on top, going back to keeping it simple, and this can work for anyone, even if you're not like super organized is I layered on theme days. So when you wake up in the morning, you're like, what the heck am I going to focus on? I'd be like, Oh, Tuesdays are podcast days. So that means anything I do is going to be related to the podcast. Or like, sometimes I would have content days, which typically I maybe would do two days a week. So that would be, you know, an hour and a half to three hours of writing content. But I knew if I had an hour that day, like I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to like check my analytics or like check in with something else. I'm going to write content. So it just like took the stress off of what do I focus on? Because I pulled out themes of what I knew I needed to focus on, like creating the podcast, creating content, um, serving my clients. And I just layer that on. So those days, that's exactly what I focused on. Mm, I love this. Do you, do you find that like, how do you avoid distraction? So like, yeah, I know that you want to like, it's like, yeah, this is podcast day, but how do you, if you get an email, do you keep your inbox off? Like, do you not go through your emails or like, what, how do you stay? Yeah, I try. So if you DM me, I probably won't get back to you for like two days. Like I'm really bad at answering messages, like super quick because I will block out time to do that. Um, so in addition to like theme days, I might say like, okay, I'm going to work on writing content in the morning and then maybe over lunch, like I'm going to check my emails, but I typically won't check them unless it's like a certain time period. So like my clients have Voxer access with me and my goal is to get back to them within a day, but I typically will only check it like first thing in the morning or at the end of the day. Otherwise you're just like, there's just stuff coming at you all the time. Um, I mean, I do simple things. Like I set a lot of timers, like a lot. Um, one of my current tricks right now, I call them micro habits is I'm really bad at journaling. I like, but I know it's really good for me. 
So I moved my journal and like the books that I read in my closet, which sounds silly, but when I wake up, it's like the first room that I go into and it's literally sitting right there. My phone's not there. My watch isn't there. Nothing is there. So I literally have to stare at it and make a choice. Like, are you going to do it today? Or are you not going to do it today? And since I moved, I literally sit on the floor of my closet now and journal for like 10 minutes every morning, but like, I can't walk away from it. Right. Cause I'm like, well, it's staring right at me. Like, I'm not going to not do it. So I try to put like some boundaries in place of little teeny habits that can help. When I, this just reminded me when I was in, I did my yoga teacher training and taught yoga for a handful of years. And um, one of the tricks they teach you when you're trying to get into a meditation or a yoga practice at home, that's hard to like get consistent with is to like create a space in your house, in your home where mm-hmm. your mat is already like out. You have like a home mat that's like different from your studio mat and whether you have like a meditation altar or space, whatever it is in an area that you walk past all the time so that you're always like, it's like yelling out to you, Hey, like come sit down and meditate for 10 minutes, you know, or like come do a practice. So you have to see it all the time. It would start to annoy you if you weren't using the space. Um, and it, that reminds me of that. It actually is making me think I need to like re I need to shift where things are in order to like better support, um, productivity and like yes. just the things that I want to, I want to like be doing that. I know, like you said, make me feel good and that I yes. know are good, are good for me. Um, and a lot of this feels like setting yourself up for success, right? So it's like, mm-hmm we can have all these like grand ideas of wanting to, you know, work less hours in a week or work less hours in a day, or, you know, incorporate reading more or incorporate journaling or incorporate whatever it is. Um, but if we don't like, it's really hard to do that in your existing setting. I yeah. think. So yeah. it's like, doing like a, what do they call it? Like a pattern disruption. So like Mm -hmm. doing a pattern disruption. Okay. I'm going to rearrange my office, right. Or I'm going to like move things or like move and shift the energy and move where things are to not only like, yes, pattern disrupt, but also like set yourself up for success. Yeah. You know, I think like sometimes we don't like give it enough time, you know, and it maybe is because like we didn't really like set ourselves up to be supported by all the things around us. Yeah. So I have two things with that. So one is the other thing that I really paid attention to is like, okay, so let's say I have a day where I have 12 Zoom calls a day and my like corporate job is like out of control. Like I'm not going to have the energy at the end of the day to write like five podcasts. So you really have to look at like your overarching schedule from uh, like, what are all the things going on? Not just from a business perspective and say, you know what, if I have a crazy day in my nine to five, I'm going to give myself some grace and not do anything after that. I'm going to take a break. And then the next day, you know, maybe I'll get up a half hour earlier to knock out those podcasts. You're going to get it done so much faster. And like, you're not trying to force yourself into something that's not working. Um, The other thing that I did that helped me significantly. And this was, I can't remember where I got this. I did not come up with this, but it's the whole concept of designing your dream schedule now. So like so many of us are like, well, I want to work three days a week. That's my ultimate goal is to work three days a week. We're not there yet, but I was like, okay, well, what can I do to make that happen now? 
So for me, like I will block out Monday and Friday and only accept meetings that are like intentional. That makes sense. Um, or when I was like working full time, I tried really hard to not have meetings on Monday because it kind of like took the pressure off the weekend of like trying to plan all the things, mm-hmm. knowing that I had some space on Monday to figure it out. Or like now my goal is to go to yoga. We were just talking about yoga once a week. I'm horrible at it, but I was like, I'm going to just put it on the calendar. I'm going to go in the middle of the day because I can, even though it feels super awkward and weird for me that I'm not working at noon on a Monday. Um, so there are little things that you can do to sort of design your dream schedule, like very intentionally, even if it's not perfect, but if you knew, like, let's say every Wednesday, you said no to all meetings. So in the middle of the week, you had some space to do whatever you needed to do. Like that would start to give you some flexibility to figure out what that next step is. I love this. I have a question what is your exit? What is your business? Like, what do you offer? What does your service look like that? Mm-hmm. I'm, Cause what, the reason why I'm asking this is one to let everyone listening know, but yeah. I'm also curious because like how much time is forward facing with your clients? Like, are you yeah. on client calls? Cause I think a lot of that plays into, you know, people listening are like, well, I have, you know, I have to have be on five hours of client calls a week. Mm-hmm coaching or what, you know, or in my group program or whatever it is. Um, and so I'm just wondering like with that schedule that you had, or even, I don't know if your schedule looks different now, but like, what is, how many forward facing hours do you have that you're not working on your business, but you're working in your business? Yeah. So it looks different now than when it did obviously at the beginning. So at the beginning, I didn't have hours in the middle of the day to have client facing calls, but the way that I learned was through creating the podcast. And then my very first offer was one-on-one coaching, but I would do the one-on-one coaching at like seven 30 in the morning or five o'clock at night. One, because most of my clients were also working full-time and like, it blows my mind that the seven 30 AM slot, like filled up the fastest always (laughs) like, really? But I mean, they always say like your best clients are like where you were like two or three years ago. And I was like, well, I would sign up for that spot. So, um, so that's how it looked at first, but I limited it. So I would again, put boundaries on, well, I can't do a 7.30 AM meeting every single day. So maybe I would do one a week. Um, and a lot of it came from communicating to my clients. Like this is when I'm available. I'd set the boundaries with them. And then if they had questions or we needed to move it around, we could. Um, I quickly found out that one-on-ones I love, but like, there's only so much that you could do if you truly want to like own your schedule. Like to me, if I had like 15 one-on-ones a week, it would be just like corporate. Like I don't want to be on zoom all day. Um, so actually in the fall of this year, yes, I'm trying to think of dates the fall of this year. We actually, I took an entire weekend and like did what I teach my clients. And that is like strategically plan. Like, what do I want my product offering to look like? Um, so we have structured the entire product offering to be very much community focused and it goes everything from, you can purchase the planner, which is a product, but then the next step is to join our membership club. So it's like a productivity business strategy membership club. 
but it's planned out for you. So like we have co-working hours, but I plan those based on what works for our clients and what works for me. So it's already on the schedule. It's twice a month. Like it's very planned out. Uh, we have Q and a, like that's planned out. So like, would you join, you can see the schedule of like, here's exactly what it is. And it's like that every single month. So it's like very intentional. Um, and then I have a mastermind, which is a higher level container, which is six months long. And again, it's very strategically planned out. There is some one-on-one sort of sprinkled in there, which I call my VIP days, uh, but I only offer two a month and mm. I'm super um, intentional about when they are and how they get planned. So I actually started with my calendar, if that makes sense. And I was like, what do I want my days to look like? And you know, how is this going to work from a like strategic offer perspective? And then reverse engineer created your offerings to fit into your schedule that works for you. Mm-hmm. I have a question about your mastermind stuff because you, I, I have a lot of people listening who host run masterminds and, um, and, or are in them. And yeah. so the way that you sprinkle in your one-on-one and you said like you do two VIP days a month are those like you have that day blocked off and every anyone let's say there's 10 people in the mastermind or whatever it is yeah uh, can take up those like slots throughout the day and then that's yeah. it yeah yeah i have it blocked off it's not to say that it doesn't change i mean like if you're in my mastermind like you're definitely like a vip client and like we'll figure it out but i start with the schedule that works. And then like the second step is, Hey, let's make it work for you. Um, but most people will figure it out. Most people will make it work. And if it doesn't like, it's not like I'm going to be like, sorry, you don't get it, but it just, it keeps it super structured. And I think it's a way of, it's just training your clients to know what to expect from you. Like they know that for the most part, I don't answer Voxer on weekends. They also know that our like office hours are every Monday. They know that VIP days are on certain days. They can see the calendar. Like we actually have a group, like a Google calendar where they can see like, this is what's happening. Um, So hopefully if any of my mastermind members are listening, it's very clear and they know exactly like what's happening and when. I think as someone, even, even being like a recovering, um, unorganized person who is always trying to become more organized. I appreciate that. Like I'm in a, um, advertising, a paid advertising community and a, they have a Google calendar link. So like, I just have it integrated in on my yeah. own calendar. And I love that. I can see like, this is when every call is, this is when she's out of town, like the woman who leads it, like whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. and it's always just like integrated right in on my own Google calendar. I appreciate that. And I, and I love that. Um, so, okay. One last thing, tell us about your planner and that community and like, what is all of that? Like, yeah. So this is such a crazy story because on paper, if you would have been like, Hey, you should create a physical product, a paper one during the pandemic where shipping is crazy. And there's like 5,000 other planners in the world. It makes zero sense, like zero. But a couple of years ago, I love planners, by the way. And I was listening to a podcast about a planner and they mentioned a partner that they were working with. And I randomly called them. This is like before I had this business or whatever. 
over lunch in the cafeteria in my office. I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a planner. I mean, I had like no business call. I'm like, I can't, even when I tell the story, I'm like, I can't believe I picked up the phone and actually like called somebody on the phone. Cause I was, that just seems weird to me now. But anyways, long story short, they were like this amazing, um, female led company in Toronto, Canada. We became friends. It wasn't the right time for us to start a planner, But as I started sort of building the community and growing the podcast, people kept asking, like, how are you planning your day? What does it look like? And I'm very much a, I mean, I use Google Calendar and I use tools, but I like to write it down. Like, I like to write my goals down. I like to, like, cross things off. Um, And so over the years, I had just compiled, like, all these templates that I was, like, printing out every week and using. And so I called them up and I was like, hey, I'm ready to create this planner. And so we did, we, um, worked together. They helped me design it. Um, it is a quarterly planner, so it's very strategic in helping you plan out your goals. I would say it's not business focused. Like if you don't have a business, you could totally use it, but it is very much meant for someone who is running a business and also has other personal goals because I teach you how to merge them all together. Right. Cause you don't get 24 hours to run your business. If you have other things <laughs> happening. Um, so there's like a whole process in there, which teaches you like how to plan your quarter. Um, which I think even as parents is helpful, like how awesome would it be is if you knew like what your kids were doing for the next quarter and like you had your vacations planned out and you weren't like stressing about like, what are they going to do this summer or whatever the season is. Um, And then I layered in podcast episodes inside the planner. So it was like, Hey, if you want an extra bonus on like how to plan your month, go listen to episode like 72 or whatever. Um, And then we built the whole community around using the planner and then layering in business strategy tips on top of it. So they all kind of flow together. So cool. I love this. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all this information. I feel like there's like a bunch of little nuggets and and tricks in here. That is so good. Um, Can you tell us where everyone can find you? Like we know they need to wait to get an answer in your DM for like a day, but (laughs) I will get back to you. I promise. But she will respond. Um, What's your, we'll include your social handle, but you can share it here anyway. Um, And yeah, tell us about your social media, where they can find you. And then we will also link up some of your products and things like that in the show notes as well. Yeah. So the podcast is called crush the rush. I mean, that's where I share a lot of behind the scenes and what's going on. And Nikki is going to be on there as well. Um, and then you can find me at hollymariehaines.com or you can go to Instagram. It's holly underscore Marie underscore Haynes. Um, my whole goal is to build a business that's not reliant on social media, but I am active on social media. So you can kind of see the tips and tricks on how I do that. Um, and all those places. You and I are on the same page. I'm like, how do I get off and not have my business be reliant on this? I know. I feel like an old lady because I don't, um, I don't have TikTok. Like me neither. Like I'm not on the TikTok yet. And I keep like debating in my head. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And I can't do it. I can't do it. I just literally, I'm laughing in my head because I just 
right before we started recording here, just recorded a whole podcast with my dear sweet friend who um, runs an amazing social agency, a paid advertising agency. And uh, we were talking all about TikTok and I was asking her, like, I'm so unmotivated to like get on there. Yeah. Right. No, like if it's not your fit, it's not, she's like, you'd probably get addicted to it. Like once you started creating content and I'm like, I think that's part of the reason why I No, I can't do it. Gotta stay focused. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if I need to get myself down to like 10 hours a week, then I get focused. Um, Thank you, Holly. This was so amazing chatting with you. I loved watching you do your thing in business. Um, I'm so inspired by your physical product too. And I look forward to being on your podcast and thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much.